Welcome to Love and Movies. I am Eric. I'm Monica. All right, so this time we're going to talk about when Flynn was getting started in school. So we decided it was 3K, and we decided to start him early, which is that's technically preschool, right? I think so. I mean, that's what they kind of call preschool now, 3K. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we when or I is went that 4K, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I went to school, it was preschool. They call it, they just call it preschool, and it was more like daycare. But um, so we decided that we wanted to give him a head start in school. He was the way his birthday falls. He was turning four like a week after 3K started. So he's a little bit ahead of the curve, I guess, age wise. Yeah, we had that choice of do we want to start him early and he'd be ahead of everybody, like older, wait, younger than everybody, or do we want to hold him back a little bit and let him progress slowly? Yeah, and be more socially developed or whatever. So anyway, regardless, we we decided there was a, a Catholic school in town that we'd heard good things about through family that we decided to enroll him in. It was a private school. It's uh, supposed be, to be like you know, the best of the best. The best of the best. Yeah, it was supposed to be really good. Um, so we signed him up for that and paid a, a boatload of money and um, had him go there and, and start school early. And he did. He did well. I mean, he likes academically i think he was yeah i mean he he was ready for that he was he ready had a for little school. jump start on words and stuff sure. because we worked with him at home yeah um and, you know but 3k they're, they're not doing a whole lot to begin with but. right and then it was what within a few weeks of yeah. starting school he started coming home with stories every day about in a big air quotes here quotes. naughty naughty mason naughty mason did this and naughty mason did that and, and it was not great. No, it was basically from two or three weeks into starting school, he was getting bullied. I would really like to know what was happening at Naughty Mason's house to make him the way he was. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, he, so we we started calling the school, right? Like as soon mm-hmm. as he, it was like, you know, okay, this is happening every day. We're getting these more and more stories mm-hmm. about like getting them getting pushed down or saying getting naughty hit. things and getting hit. Yeah, getting bit, bitten. Yeah, bitten. Yep. And yeah, so we, we called the school a couple times and we're told, okay, we're we're looking into it. We're talking to him. We'll we'll get to the bottom of it. We'll make sure he he gets reprimanded and told not to do it again. You know, whatever they did there. I don't right. really know. Yeah. I think it was when Flynn came home and said that he got choked. Right. Yeah. He got like the- Naughty Mason put his hands around Flynn's neck and squeezed. Like what kind of three-year-old kid knows about choking someone's neck you know there's parallels to that for me too because when i was in you know i guess what we called preschool then there was a kid who choked me Mm -hmm. and i still remember it i was four or five four at the time and i still remember it and i remember them saying well if he ever does it to you again you know just come and tell us (laughs) and then i remember my dad telling me eric if he ever does it to you again choke him back (laughs) so (laughs) which was yeah this is my dad's advice so anyway (laughs) the next the next year this kid was in my kindergarten class when i started and he tried it again and i choked him and then it never never happened again so my dad was right stand up to your bully but anyway yeah your dad was right in that case and and instead of telling the teacher it worked better it worked better in in that circumstance yeah i don't think that kind of stuff would fly today though no tolerance policies and all that kind of stuff but and that's the other thing too with um the school being a private school it had a zero tolerance policy for violence and for things violence like that, yeah. and and misbehavior but 
clearly they didn't even follow their own right I policies. Think, I feel like maybe they weren't applying it to the younger kids. Like the 3K, 4K kids weren't, you know, they, they were applying that because they had, this school goes all the way up through eighth grade, I think. Eighth grade. Yeah. So, you know, I think that like for the <laughs> fifth, kids. sixth, seventh, eighth graders, they were a little bit more serious about it, but not for the 4K kids. Well, during this whole thing, we actually made friends um, at this school. Flynn met this little girl named Eliana. Mm-hmm. And so he said he wanted to have play dates with Eliana and we got to meet her parents yep. through this and um, became really good friends. We're still friends now. And yeah, very, we're very like-minded. You know, we were yeah, able to have a lot of a, things in common. We in a, still hang out when we can. In a very strict Catholic school yeah. meeting, some people that were a little bit more liberal thinking was, was refreshing. So. Yeah, but um, we had decided, Nicole and I decided that we were going to go in and actually sit down and talk with the principal about everything that was happening because Eliana was having issues with Naughty Mason as well. Right. Um, he was biting her and then she'd go home and bite her little sister. So, you know, our kids were learning bad behaviors. Bad stuff from that, yeah. Right. So we went into the principal and sat down and told her what our concerns were. And her, basically her response boiled down to, well, this is the best place for Mason. Right, because if he was in a public school, he'd just get lost in the system and things like yeah, that. Yeah, he would be ignored and, and his issues wouldn't be addressed. And we're addressing his issues here and working with him and his family to make a better blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so what you're telling me is you're protecting the the, the bully, bully mm-hmm. over the children who are being bullied. That is certainly how it came out. And yeah. we get to pay for that privilege yeah. too. <laughs> Not a small amount either. No, it took us like almost two years to pay off that one year of school. Yeah. So yeah, the next year we decided public school all the way and he yep. had a, a fantastic experience with his public school. Yeah, his 4K teacher was in public school was was great. And, and yep. uh, Eliana actually came over as well yep. in, in the school too. <laughs> so we all made that decision together. But yeah, I mean, we... In, you know, in hindsight, maybe it wasn't, I don't, I don't know. There was no way we could have, but it would have been able to tell that that would have been that kind of experience going into it. It seemed like everybody that we'd talked to had such a great experience Mm -hmm. there that, you know, just raved about it. Yeah. Everybody did. And it was, school has won awards for sure. Yeah. You know, their academics and whatever. I don't really know. Yeah. But they, they did really well. And then we got in there and it was just, you know, roll of the dice we just were unlucky and he had a bad experience and you know if anything it saved us a whole lot of money because if he had (laughs) had a great experience we probably would have kept him in there for 4k and would have gone through and paid the money again to have him go through 4k and then we would have just kept going and we've been paying all that money every year and Mm -hmm. and he's you know he's having just as much fun in public of course school now is you know at home because he's doing virtual learning with covid and everything but you know forty dollars for registration to me is much better than you know, 2,500. 2, sure. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, definitely a little easier on the a, wallet. That's a big difference for us Absolutely. anyway. <laughs> yeah. But no. And so, I mean, he's, you know, Flynn's a, Flynn's a very intelligent kid and he, you know, he was, he was able to communicate with us very well what was happening at school. And I was really happy about that, that he was mm-hmm. able to come home and tell us, listen, this is what is happening. And, and we know that he's an honest kid. So he's not going to come home and say, you know, this kid choked me out. And that's not what was really happening at school. Right. 
So it was, it was nice to be able to trust in what he was saying. And then having the validation when another parent came and said, it's happening to my kid too. We were mm-hmm. like, all right, we got to do something about this. And then of course it went nowhere because they didn't help us, right. but you know, we tried, yep. but yeah. So anyway, I guess we, uh, we can transition over to talking about some movies now or a movie a now. Movie. Yeah. A single movie this time. And, um, we will, uh, we'll be right back here. All right, so which one are we talking about today? So today we're talking about a little Aussie film, Danny Deckchair. Danny Deckchair, and I I don't know, I was thinking about this, I don't know how popular this movie was. Like, I don't know if this is going to be a movie that people are like, oh yeah, of course, Danny Deckchair, or if everyone's going to be like, I've never heard of this movie ever. I'm pretty sure everybody will think, what? Yeah. Because... I never heard of it either. Like, I think my parents are Your the parents. ones who told yep. us to, to watch it. They found it somewhere. Probably rented it at a blockbuster or something ago. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie We're came out. We're dating ourselves. Blockbuster. This movie came out in 2003. Um Starring Reese Ifans. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. Yeah, we're winging it. Um, people might know him from... The Replacements, which we talked about in... Right. It was our one of the movies we watched on our honeymoon when we were right. in Disney. Yep. He played the football movie. The little... The uh, kicker. Gambler. Yeah. Kicker. <laughs> yeah, he was in trouble with the mafia or something like that. He, owed he um, was also... I think... It, is it Xenophilius Lovegood? I don't know if Luna saying, Lovegood's dad. Luna we'll Lovegood's dad in, in the Potter. Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And um, one of our favorite roles from him too, Spike... It was it Spike? I think Spike from in Notting, Notting Hill. Hill. Yeah, the Hugh Grant movie. Hugh Grant and who was the other one in that? That was um, Julia Roberts. No, no, not that one. Yeah? yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. But it also has Miranda Otto in it. Right, Aon. Yeah, um, she might not be familiar to most people by the name either, but she played Aowen in Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings movies. And if anybody's watching that new Sabrina TV show. Right, the the darker one that's on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. You're watching um, it. Well, I, I watched the the first season. It was um uh I don't know. It's got a spookier name. It's not it's not your nineties Sabrina with a talking cat. It's more <laughs> devil worshiping and, and craziness. So yeah. So So if you have Netflix, check that out. But yeah. Yeah. So um it's kind of a cute little romantic comedy. Yeah. And we seem to like the romantic comedies. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing, right? No, it, <laughs> it's, it's very, it seemed very low budget, like not, not no budget, but low budget. Like they were making it, there's no big special effects in it. There's yeah. no big craziness. The soundtrack is, I don't know if there was really, there wasn't really any songs that like stood out to me. Yeah. It might've just been a score or something like that, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, very low budget, but but well cute. done. It's one of those things that you don't realize, I guess, how cute it's going to be when you see like either the preview well, or it the... Sound, it sounds ridiculous. The plot sounds ridiculous. The plot is kind of funny. But um, so it's this guy, Danny. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who is... He's a, a mason. Is that the right? Yeah, he word? works with bricks. He he's a bricklayer. Yeah. So he 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 lives in Sydney. He has a girlfriend. They are not married. They live. They bought a house together, um, but he's super jaded. He's like scruffy looking and tired looking, and um, he all he's looking forward to is his holiday. It's right, he the, just wants to go on vacation. It's the only thing that's getting him through. And he has like this weird thing about, I want to pack all this camping gear and then Take get a on plane a plane. <laughs> and then go camping somewhere. And go camping somewhere, but like to fly to get there. So it's kind of, he's a little bit of an oddball. He does weird things like 
building human slingshots and right. He's always got a weird bug where he's like, I gotta, I, I want to do something this. crazy, and so yeah. he'll build, you know, get a bunch of rubber bands and build a, a slingshot to fling <laughs> right. himself over a fence or something like that. So his girlfriend, not his, I was about to say wife, his girlfriend gets a chance to sell real estate to like a local celebrity, local anchor man. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's like the hot guy on TV or whatever. So she's all excited to do that. So she cancels their vacation and they have a barbecue at home instead. So he's kind of bummed out about that. So to make himself feel better, he comes up with another crazy idea. Yeah. And he and his friends are tying a bunch of balloons to a deck like, chair. And they're not little balloons, like they party balloons. They're giant balloons. And he's he's got like six canisters of helium and they're filling all these balloons up in the backyard mm-hmm. while the ladies are in, like putting together the last of the food for the barbecue. They're tying all these balloons to the chair. And they, they're like, well, wh- what would happen if this actually worked? And he's like, I'd cut cut them down. He has like these garden right. shears garden or shears. something. Yep. And he puts it on the on the ground. Right. And like then, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then they, the, his friends are sitting on the arms of the chair because they're watching football at yeah, the time or, or rugby. And, you know, so they're tying the balloons as they're watching. And then, the, you know, somebody scores a goal. So his friends stand up and go, they all yeah. jump up and, and, and boom, he, and takes, he takes off. off. <laughs> and his friend is like, cut it down, cut it, you know, cut the balloon, cut the line. And he goes, use the shears. Use the shears. And, and, and he shows him, his him the shears. <laughs> So he doesn't have any. It's cute. Um, and he ends up floating away and mm-hmm. which, you know, at first he's a little bit like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he realizes like, oh wow, this is awesome. Like mm-hmm. he's kind of looking around while sitting in this, you know, lawn chair tied to a bunch of balloons. He ends up floating. I think it was like six or 800 kilometers something. north yeah. of where he was in Sydney. So he ends up coming down in this little town called Clarence and he falls right into Glenda's yard. Yes. Um, the Good Witch. And oh, then, sorry, wrong movie. So she's like this uptight parking meter yeah, attendant like a meter, type thing. Meter maid, I guess. Is I, the, I don't I, know. I she don't, go, is she, that she's, appropriate? I have no idea. She walks around giving tickets to people and she's very straight laced. Like there's a guy who's mm-hmm. like, you know, they all know each other because it's a tiny town. So he's like, oh, come on, Glenda. I was just in the shop for five minutes. And she's like, sorry, I've already written the ticket. I can't take it back. And she just kind of walks away. And, you know, he, so she's like, she does not break the rules ever. She's always doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But once Danny arrives, he kind of shakes everything up. And it's hilarious because he's not like he's not an unfortunate looking guy, but he's not like a handsome, yeah, devastatingly he, beautiful kind of guy. He's not either. your typical leading man. Right. But all the women in this town are like, oh, he's my like goodness. catnip. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but he kind of shakes things up a little. Like he gets her to loosen up and he gets her to do different things. And like the townspeople get and, to right, know him. Right. It's like he has all these crazy ideas. Like one of the things that happened and it was he, he somebody asked him like, you know, what do you, what do you think I should do? And he's like, you know, cause I need to get, get my name out there or whatever. And he's like, you should throw a pancake breakfast, you know, have everybody in the town around here come and have pancakes and you serve them. You're in like, he has this idea and they look at him like, you're an idiot. And then he goes to this other town and there's this guy who's running for office and the guy's like, I need to get my name out there. And he's like, have a pancake breakfast. And they're like, that's the best idea ever. And it takes off and it really Mm -hmm. works because it's a small town mentality. And he becomes like, everybody's like, oh wow, Danny really knows what he's talking about. And you know, he feels a little different than in this town where everybody always looks at him like he's crazy. So it's one of those things where like he tries to tell, well, let me back up. 
he's become this huge sensational story because oh, right yeah it, it, you know in everybody sydney. was in sydney everybody was like tracking him and trying to find where he landed and and it's become this huge thing and he tries to tell glenda, glenda yeah but she's like no 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 i don't want to hear anything don't tell me she was i think she was kind of like enjoying the, the mystery, mystery of it all yeah. yeah but then right before his girlfriend finds him he does tell her Right. And she doesn't even believe him. She's just like, whatever. She's like, oh, ha, 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 like that guy He's, on the TV. Yeah, he, she's like, how did you, she she is like they were having an intimate moment or whatever. And she's like, how did you get here? And he's like, I tied a bunch of balloons to a chair. And she's like, oh, yeah, like that guy on TV. And he kind of is like trying to tell her. And then something happens that distracts well, them. The, everybody his, shows everybody up. Everybody right? shows up. Right. They find him or whatever. Um, so then he ends up getting whisked away back to Sydney. And he tries to go back to his old life and forget about his little adventure, but right. it he, just doesn't work out. It doesn't work. He doesn't. He realizes how much better off he was in that town than he was in Sydney. And his girlfriend, you know, it's very apparent from the beginning of the movie that she's not invested in their relationship at all. She doesn't love him. She's just going mm -hmm. through the motions because the minute she gets to interview, or I'm sorry, take that guy, um, the anchor man, to do real estate, she's all over it because mm -hmm. she wants to date that guy and you can tell that she's more into that than into Danny and right. they never should have still been together I guess and he realizes that too and that was one of the things that struck me in the movie was they have this breakup scene kind of yeah. where you know Danny's like in Sydney again and he's like listen this isn't working out neither of us want this I'm just gonna go and she's like okay and like they just kind of like amicably split there's yeah, no like, just, like ripping each, each other's other hair hug. out or whatever and they just give each other a hug and he's like I'll see you later and then he leaves and promptly goes and he met a military guy during this whole thing and the guy's like you know danny if there's anything you ever need just let me know he's like an air force guy so the next scene is him in a plane with the air force guy and he's like you sure you've done this before and he's like yeah 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 and then he just jumps out of the back of the plane with a parachute <laughs> and floats down into clarence again and lands right in glenda's backyard again, again. <laughs> in her tree and it was like this super romantic moment because he's like listen i know you're mad at me but i've literally fallen out of the sky twice into your backyard like let's try to make this yeah, work give me a chance yeah it was it was pretty cool but i mean it was like the big romantic gesture yeah. that you want at the end of one of those one movies. of those movies and yeah it was really cute. Um, I think people would like that one if they gave it a chance, if they yeah, can find it. If they can find it. Yeah. I mean, we, we were able to find it on, um, I think it was on, it was Hulu. on, no, we, we found it. It was free. It was on Hulu with ads or something you, or, oh. or voodoo with ads. It was somewhere you, you could watch it with the, with the ads for free on there. Mm -hmm. So if you have voodoo or can download it, you can, uh, watch that one. Cause it's pretty obscure. I don't think you could find it. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere to buy no. you're not going to walk into your local best buy and find a copy Hi, of danny deck like a copy of danny deck chair yeah, they look, look at, at you like what uh... is that <laughs> i've never heard of that before <laughs> but anyway so yeah that's uh that's it so give that a try and uh we will uh we'll talk to you guys again here soon for episode three mm -hmm. we'll see you later bye bye